Something is stirring. Maybe you've felt it. We are reckoning with the reality of injustice and binary thinking that feeds the political machine. Humanity is in the midst of a heartbreaking and painful paradigm shift. That is a good thing. My name is Lola Wright, and this is Find Your Fierce and Loving. This podcast is intended to help you disrupt untangle, and free your mind of personal and collective agreements, patterns, and beliefs that are holding you back and weighing you down. We desperately need your fierce and loving purpose now more than ever. This is part three in an episode series that I have titled, Three Things... I've learned while digging in the dirt, joining my husband's business, supporting him in expanding his vision for his work in the world has stretched me in ways I could not have imagined. I had no idea that I would engage my body to the extent that I would. I mean, to know me is to know that I am like one of the sweatiest human beings that perhaps you've ever met. I am also incredibly fair-skinned, so the sun and I, the heat and I, have never gotten along well. We just haven't. I mean, my mom would tell me to leave in summer mornings and say, go entertain yourself, and it'd be like terrible. I hated being out in the sun. I am now literally digging in the dirt every single day, exposed to sun all day long in the 95 degree heat with nearly 100% humidity. And I'm doing like physical labor. Lola Wright has not done a lot of physical labor in her life. And so this has been a real experience. The title of this particular episode in the series is titled Right Relationship. That means a few things for me. Right relationship with myself, first and foremost. Right relationship with the work that I'm doing in the world. And then right relationship with others. So, you know, in a service-based business, I mean, it's so ironic. Having led a spiritual community for many, many years in Chicago, in some ways I'm like, oh my gosh, you couldn't do two more difficult industries. I mean, landscape and landscape maintenance, and spiritual community. I mean, they're like, they're they're rough. I just want to tell you, if you've not done either of them, honor the people who say yes to those things. So my husband's a landscape designer. His work has largely been in design and build, which means he goes in to someone's outdoor space and they say, please help me make magic. The business that he is now building is more of a landscape maintenance business. And as one of my good friends recently told me, who is a very experienced individual with great success in the landscaping industry, he said, you have just joined the hardest business in the United States economy for a whole variety of reasons. You see the entire United States economy through the experience 
from labor to supply chain to consumer and every step along the way. We live in a climate that has very uh, short time in the outdoors, so people become incredibly impatient. We want what we want when we want it. And it feels scarce. It feels like the access to beautiful days outside is scarce. It's so ironic because the very first talk I ever gave at Bodie was about a landscaping concept called winter interest. Winter interest is the idea that when you design for the winter in mind, the space looks beautiful year round. So often we will think to design for spring and summer because we have such a bias towards those times of the year. And we won't take into consideration winter, the time where we think that everything has died, gone dormant. But when we are going through our own dormancy in life, if we have designed an existence that can withstand death and dormancy, we have created a beautiful and extraordinary life. I've learned a little bit about right relationship while digging in the dirt. Let me give you an example. I recently designed and installed 17 containers for one of my husband's clients. Now, just to give you a sense of the like extraordinary nature of this universe, for many, many years, I have had a slogan, if you will, that says, expand your container for good. So ironic. I'm now expanding. I'm now designing containers. How odd. How weird. How unexpected. How funny. How perfect. So 17 containers are being designed and installed in this very beautiful property in Chicago's West Loop neighborhood. My husband says, you will love this couple and they will love you. And I said, great. I was doing this project with our team on a Saturday. It had been a long week. I was moving my daughter to Los Angeles the following day. We were expecting company to come at three o'clock that Saturday afternoon. Now to know me is to know that I'm the one when I am hosting a dinner party or hosting a gathering that usually somewhere around 8 a.m. the morning of the event, I decide there must be a way that I can redo my kitchen floors before everyone arrives later this afternoon. Of course, it's an incredibly absurd thought. There's no reasonable way to redo your kitchen floors in a matter of a few hours, but this is where my attention will oftentimes go. So the fact that I was doing an installation job, a design job on the morning of a day that I was hosting 20 family members after 15 months of no meaningful entertaining, the day before I was leaving to move my daughter into Los Angeles was really a demonstration that I have evolved. I have expanded. I have come a long way. I'm hosting people at my house And I'm not going to be home until one o'clock. That was my game plan. Now, this job went much longer than anticipated. 
When I arrived at the property, if you remember, my husband assured me that there would be a strong affinity between the client and me. It turned out that such was not the case. I went in eager and excited to do this work, and the client wouldn't make eye contact with me. Hardly said three words. The nanny was bubbling with energy and enthusiasm, happy to welcome us in the home. I carried dozens of trays of annual flowers up four flights of stairs to install the containers we had designed on their fourth floor deck. There was no water on that deck. We had to schlep bags of potting soil through this pristine home wearing booties to leave no trace of our time there. I noticed my mind spinning. I noticed my judgments swirling. I noticed my heart breaking. My experience was that there was sort of an absence of humanity. My thought was that this setup of creating like a peninsula hotel level deck experience on the fourth floor of a walk-up without water was unsustainable. But there I was in someone else's home. It's not about my opinions. Nobody invited me there to do a TED Talk. (laughs) So I sat cultivating right relationship within my own being. Cultivating right relationship with the homeowner, whether she ever made eye contact with me or not, whether she said two words or 25 words made no difference. It was my work and my practice. I was there on a mission. I had offered to support my husband. You want to be more alive. You want to unleash your inherent love and goodness, liberate yourself and free humanity from the oppressive systems and structures we have created. We are here to support you in finding your fierce and loving life. Join us in our circle. This is an affirming and radical space that will gather weekly, on demand, or live, whatever works best for your life. For more information on how you can engage in our circle, visit lolawright.com forward slash our hyphen circle. I'd love to have you with us. And so I want to read an excerpt from a reading that has really helped me in this practice. It's from a book called 365 Days of Richer Living. It's a book of daily inspirations by Ernest Holmes and Raymond Charles Barker. I read it almost every day. It's incredibly useful, valuable. I love it. But this particular day recently really made a ton of sense for me. I'm just going to read this a couple a couple excerpts. Not to the outer world do I look for help, but to the inner source I turn for the full supply of every need. 
in this inner consciousness of security, I am no longer impressed by material fears. All manner of evil may appear to assail me in my hectic world, but the peace within bids me to believe it not. I want to break this down for a moment because it has been a game changer for me. In this inner consciousness of security, I am no longer impressed by material fears. In other words, when I get into right relationship with the truth within my own being, with my deep sense of self, with the spirit of life, with this inner consciousness of security, I'm not impressed by my material fears. In other words, I don't get seduced by circumstances and conditions. I am in right relationship with myself. All manner of evil may appear to assail me in my hectic world. In other words, we will project from our own consciousness, our own perception of evil. And this is suggesting that it may appear to assail me in my hectic world, but the peace within bids me to believe it not. In other words, you and I do not have to believe our own um, hectic perception of reality. That day, I went to design and install 17 containers. There was a kind of expectation set up of how lovely an experience it would be based on this couple's interest in my arrival. That didn't happen. And yet I still got to choose how I was going to be in right relationship with the experience, with the encounter, with myself. In this particular daily reading, it goes on to say, I am independent of fame and slander. I am a spiritual being in a spiritual universe, and only my estimate of myself is true. Others may proclaim my faults, outline my mistakes, and declare my weaknesses. Not one word of these is true. I know my spiritual worth. I affirm my thought as the divine thought. I am untouched by human opinions, and I offer none. I am untouched by human opinions, and I offer none. You and I can each declare what the source of our security and safety, our peace is. And I just choose to be untouched by human opinions. And I do my very best to interrupt the seduction and the temptation to lob opinions about others. It is very tempting. It is very seductive. But to be in right relationship with myself, to be in right relationship with this universe, to be in right relationship with every every being I encounter is to withhold my opinions. I am not my opinions. You are not your opinions. Even as I witness the vast spectrum of the U.S. economy, of 
our socioeconomics, you know, what we might call the haves and the have nots. Even as I witness the oftentimes disconnect from the client to the service provider and everything that goes into that, I am working to withhold or to disrupt my opinions of others. Being in right relationship with myself, with the circumstances I'm in the midst of, and with the beings I encounter is a devotional practice. It is trusting that I'm right where I'm supposed to be in any and every given moment. It means that even when I'm uncomfortable and I feel like I'm in my own kind of hell on earth, which oftentimes is how this has felt. You know, and the irony is, is that even when I feel like I'm in my own kind of hell on earth, in the belly of the U.S. economy, in the flipping hot, humid weather, with this like burned skin, doing hard work, I have a responsibility to be in right relationship with myself, with my circumstances, and with all I encounter. I brought my younger daughter to that client's house that day. She was so eager to help me design and install this particular project. And as we were leaving, the nanny said to me, is that your daughter? And I said, it is. And she said, what a gift that you get to spend the day with her like that. And she was right. She was in right relationship with what she was witnessing. I said, well, thank you so much for having us today. And she said, thank you for bringing more beauty into this place. I arrived home that day at 3.30. I didn't get back at 1 p.m. I arrived home to a house full of family, 30 minutes after all of my guests had arrived. Not exactly the way I like to host a party. And I sort of collapsed on the couch, both exhausted from the physical work of the day but also fatigued from my own practice. And that's okay. When we commit ourselves to right relationship within ourselves, with our circumstances and conditions, and with those we meet, it oftentimes will take something for us to practice that. Our practice doesn't come without some kind of sacrifice. We are oftentimes scared of that word, but really in this context, I'm just suggesting that right relationship, to sacrifice in practice for right relationship simply means to make sacred. So the 17 containers that I designed and installed as support for my husband's business in this season of expanding his container for good. My practice, my sacrifice 
was to be, is to be in right relationship with all that I say, all that I do, all that I contribute, and all that I have. Not out of some kind of morality or obligation, but because it makes me feel better within my own self. When you're in right relationship with yourself, right relationship with your circumstances and conditions, right relationship with the beings you encounter, it makes life so much more easeful. Rather than me arguing with reality about the injustices that I perceive in this industry, I just keep surrendering to my own heartbreak, my own curiosity, my own expansion, my own growth, understanding that life is not linear. That client wasn't smitten with me that day. She was completely uninterested in my arrival and in my presence. But when I know that that is not the source of my security, that in fact there is an inner consciousness that is the source of my security, something else opens up. I am in right relationship with myself. A sense of deep peace and presence pervades my existence independent of circumstances and conditions. And that doesn't mean I don't get to still feel my heartbreak. That doesn't mean I don't have my own wanting things to be other than they are. But I just keep practicing right relationship. So those are three things I've learned while digging in the dirt this summer, while reconnecting with the earth, while going beyond my thinking capacity into my feeling capacity, into my body. This adventure of supporting my husband's business, of learning an entirely new skill set, of getting out on the skinny branches of life, of saying yes to this new property in Logan Square and asking you to imagine with us a center for growth in Chicago that really is about connecting with the earth, connecting with our bodies, connecting with practice, not at the level of the conceptual, but in right relationship with nature, with this planet, with human beings. We are being called into right relationship as a species. I wonder how is that stirring in you these days? If you enjoyed this show and would like to receive new episodes as they're published, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and consider leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. Your review helps others find this show. You can follow me at Lola P. Wright on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter and learn more about my work at lolawright.com. This episode was produced by Quinn Rose with theme music from independent music producer Trey Royal. 
I am not my opinions. You are not your opinions.